So you you've been saving it up for two weeks. You're not going to tell me what it is. Yeah, and just like wait. that, it turns it, into a pumpkin. I know. Right? As soon as we hit the record button, Dave turns his microphone off. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the Dedicated Nerds Podcast. I'm Rob Fiorentino, and I'm here with my very quiet co-host, Dave. Hello, Dave. Good afternoon. And Carney. Hello, Carney. He wishes I was quiet. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Surviving. Good. I wish it would stop raining here. <laughs> Oh, we got we got a lot of rain this week. Boy, our podcast has developed nicely. We're talking about the weather already. <laughs> well, it's just it, it's, it's apparently monsoon season in Georgia. Nobody bothered to tell me. <laughs> Are you guys getting like an unnaturally large amount of water? Oh, yeah. Oh, OK. How is that uh, manifesting itself? Is it just like as water? As it? <laughs> It falls oh. out of the sky. It's called rain. Oh, I need to look this up. This sounds very interesting. <laughs> Every it. single freaking day. Here, stall. I got to find a pen and paper to write this down. How do you spell that? Uh, R I E. I hope you get this weather in winter. I hope you have to shovel out your driveway twice a day for the entire Please. winter. Please. <laughs> and then I can laugh at you. The first the first year I moved to Minneapolis, we ha- was the Halloween blizzard where we got 31 inches of snow on Halloween. So, yeah, I've been broken in, as they say. And yet you stayed. And yet I stay. How are things down in Texas, Eve? How, uh, the uh, the uh, stay indoors all summer instead of stay indoors all winter part of the country. Yeah, that... that I guess starts maybe in a couple of days. It, uh-huh. it's, not, it's not been that bad, and they've been predicting rain here for many of the last few days, but nothing fell f- from the sky and actually made it all the way to the ground. So, hmm. Well, there you go. So uh, we're going to introduce a new segment here tonight. I hope you guys are excited. <laughs> do we have a Do we have a song for this, Carney, or just to just go with the I title? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Our new segment is Carney Bitch Corner. Take it away, Carney. What do you got to bitch about tonight? Well, I I was browsing around HBO Max, which I got through just Ooh. as a side effect of having cable. Yeah. And I saw with your, with movie, your new fancy internet connection. Yes, yes. Though I never had problems streaming with my old connection. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I came across the movie Midway, which I'd known better to go see. Oh, the, no. And I said, let's see. Yeah, let's see how bad this really is. Oh, no. Is this the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? I. Uh, yeah, I, it is. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's 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 it made my eyes bleed. It was so bad. I mean, the, the thing about it is it's not just a bad movie. You know, there are bad movies out there that are just bad. There are bad mm-hmm. movies out there that are funny. This this is a movie that like. It's like somebody set out to make a bad movie and and failed yet succeeded. Yeah. It, it, they our pet peeve time is that they put uh, they obviously put a lot of work in getting details. The CGI of the ships they got the ships just right. You know that they, they've got. The, you you watch some of the the war movies and they, they substitute just any old ship or there's like five clips of a B-17 landing in mm-hmm. entire existence, and they recycle the same five clips over and over and over again, movie after movie, you know, that sort of thing. That's 
but you can live with that if they get the, you know the stories basically right this movie they put a ton of effort into get everything just right the 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 type of anti-aircraft guns on the aircraft carrier exactly mm-hmm. right for that time period <laughs> then the numbers everything is exactly right <laughs> and then they get every big picture <laughs> item wrong <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's awful yeah, yeah, exactly. It's awful. Uh, the the first thing that they did that really, really, really got to me was the, they have this cutesy little scene where the supposedly Halsey and Nimitz are conspiracy, conspiring so that Halsey can bring the Enterprise back for Midway. Except in real life, it just happens that Nimitz, who was the admiral in charge of the Pacific, sent a telegram or a message to Halsey that says, "Come back, we need you." Yeah, <laughs> but that isn't exciting anymore. We've got to turn it into some kind of slick. You know, re- rebel. Ah, uh, jeez, oh, it's just awful. Oh, see, I love Carney Bitch Corner. This is great. This is my favorite segment of the show. Yeah. Well, don't, don't, don't ever watch that movie. No, I. You know what? I haven't watched it. I, I thought I was confused. I thought you were talking about Pearl Harbor. That's another dog. That's from, a howling dog from too. T- that's the one with Cuba Gooding Jr. From okay, yeah. That, that's the Michael Bay uh, version of Midway, I think. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you the, look at the you look at the poster for both movies, and they're basically exactly the same. You got oh, air- no, no, it's worse than that. It's worse than that. There, there's a scene uh, when Midway first gets attacked. Yeah, and they they show first of all, you got to understand that Midway's two islands, and the Japanese did one attack on it, 107 planes, which got split up, 54 and 53 for each island. They were very methodical about it. They came over, were over the island for like 15 minutes, and peeled off in ones and twos and attacked specific targets. In this movie. What you've got is this, it's the scene from Independence Day when the alien fighters come down. <laughs> you know, there's just like hundreds of Japanese just pouring over. The, oh, God, my eyes, they bleed. Well, it's, that's funny you should mention Independence Day because Roland Emmerich is the director of both movies, Midway and Independence Day. Well, he Day. brought his software with him. <laughs> that's right. He, he edited it and said, alien spacecraft, yes. delete, Insert zero <laughs> fighter. Yes, and that yes. no talent hack then proceeded. I mean, the the original Midway wow. movie with Henry Fonda was, was done on the cheap with lots of recycled clips sure. and sure. had a, a love interest plot that was stupid. And it was still a better movie than this. Just you might have to back away from your microphone a couple inches there. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, uh, just to check here, this was a Midway documentary? <laughs> It was a documentary on how to do a bad film, yeah. No, I'm just... Uh, no, no, it was not. It was... It's a, yeah, it's a movie, a recent movie. A motion what? picture from 2019. Okay, but but it wasn't a documentary. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, no, just no. wanted to check. Confirm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are you excited about the Tom Hanks movie, Greyhound? Um, Which actually one... looks like that might be decent. Let me put it this way. It's got Tom Hanks in it, and which means that it's probably not going to be breathlessly over-the-top stupid. Right. And, as far as I know, there's no uh, weird you know, romance well, he, subplot to attract the women to a war movie or something, whatever the da- goddamn logic is. So that's another plus. Mm-hmm. The, the minus is, is that it's a novelization of something else. Yeah. And from what I've read, they really didn't get the the actual facts of how you uh, wolf pack. I mean, the, yeah. they sense they they turned it into kind of like 
kind of like the X-Wings attacking the Death Star mm. thing rather than how it really happened. And that, yeah, that kind of sets my teeth on her. I heard, I heard an interview with Tom Hanks actually today, um, and he's talking about the movie, and he basically said, yeah, we... You know, like you're supposed to have four watches where you've got people that are on watch. Yeah, yeah. You know, four hours and then they take eight hours off and then they come back or whatever. How, however he said it. It depends have, on the ship. Have, but sure, yeah. right. You have four groups of watch. You know, and it's like, okay. But and he said in this interview, he's like, yeah, okay. Well, we're making a movie. We're only going to have one set of people on watch. You know, it's just like, so I mean, there are, there is a certain thing called artistic license. And, right. you know, it's not, it is not a documentary, but all. But and he, and apparently he wrote it. So. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, th- there are pluses that, uh, unlike Midway, which I saw a couple of trailers for it, and the hair on my arm stood up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, well, this may be, you know, a little bit, um, <laughs> how should I put this? It's a little bit John Wayne as Jim Gavin, you know, for in The Longest Day. Well, mm-hmm. okay, we can maybe live with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so uh, you're saying so you're out of uh, on, a, on a scale of one to four stars, how many stars would you give it? Give Midway? Yeah, I'd give it a flea for your life. Oh, okay. So that would be a bomb. In oh, the, it's uh, awful. In the, it's in the really show, awful. in the show Dino, uh, in the show Dino lexicon. If you ever, if you listen to our other podcast, oh. Show Dino, it's uh, yeah. I, it's, I mean, like I said, it's not just that it's bad; it's the way that's bad. It, it's 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 slop bad mm-hmm. you know there, there's all kinds of bad out there and some of the bad turn out over time to be good this ain't one of them yeah yeah it's just it it sounds like it maybe it was just sloppy and nobody really cared well they had a huge cgi budget i mean they they nailed the cgi no but i mean yeah but that's not what i mean by caring you can have exceptional, oh, yeah. you can have exceptional craftspeople involved in something that's awful well, I guess that was my point. I didn't want to knock. I didn't want to say that it's, you know, they did claymation or something or that, you know, that they had cheap effects or anything mm-hmm. like that. The, the failure at this was at the top. Some The person yeah. at the top, just plain and simple, didn't give a shit to even go out and read one basic book on the actual battle. Yeah, and that's the way it is with, I think, most movies that come out of Hollywood. It's like you don't really see a movie that isn't lit well or doesn't have decent costume. I mean, because they spend money and there's the craftspeople in Hollywood are amazing. And... But that's the that's kind of the I hate I hesitate to say this because I know how difficult it is, but it is actually easier, I think, than coming up with a good story and and making a good story fit in something that's historically accurate is one of the hardest things to do. Well, well, okay, you say that, but they've already got the the story. I mean, that's the thing about this. But but, but a story for a movie has to be structured properly and it has to fit in two hours and it not only has to fit in two hours, it has to fit in. 30 minutes for an opening that kind of sets up the picture and then one hour for, you know, kind of the general story. And then the, that it's 30... called the, it's called incredible victory by Walter Lord. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, just to name one book on this, I mean, they, sure. they, they've got it. It's, the thing is, is that you've got to go in there saying, I'm doing a story about a battle. Oh, let's see. I've got some special effects. What can we make it about? Well, and then every every actor gets his own pass at the script, too. You know, I mean, all, all the, you know, Ed Screen and all those people, that have, they all get input. And then that input doesn't necessarily, you know, like one actor's yeah. input doesn't match with some other actor's input unless you... And then if you have a studio that's getting involved, these are giant corporate things. Yeah. They're not like artistic endeavors for the most part. 
Yeah, but the craftspeople, the craftspeople are 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 doing. You're you're art. giving them too much cover here because the things something you can do something like again the the Greyhound movie, Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, it's it's not going to be you know no. a documentary, but it's not going to be a piece of slop either. No, and, I, and that's I, I, because it's coming down from the top. This thing is a failure, right. not because of studio interference or anything. This started off from the beginning yeah. of being titanic with zeros yeah and i'm not saying that I, I wasn't trying to give them cover at all i was just trying to but an explanation is i i like i like kind of of the failure analysis um as a general rule and i think that's kind of interesting a lot of times and and the but, failure but, analysis is the wrong person at the top yeah, like you and yeah. Bowl movies you know, what's wrong with what's wrong with starship troopers making a movie well you get somebody who does Starship Trooper who's never actually read the book and says so as a matter of pride. And, of course, you end up with a piece of crap. And you've got the exact same mechanic working here in Midway. Didn't bother to dig into the history at all and just no. slopped it together because yeah. he's the director and he knows best. Yeah. To be fair, Starship Troopers is not Heinlein's greatest work. It's it's Okay. It's yeah. a pretty good, was, I would was, say. It was better. It was better on on paper than it was on the screen. Oh, that's for sure. But I mean, well, this is coming, David. I, I don't know if Carney, if you're a big Heinlein fan as well. But oh yeah, I read all of David. Yeah, as a, as have I. I don't think David. You haven't read read all of them, right? You kind of read until, until you haven't read any since you got out of high school, have you? Yeah, that would cover most of the good ones, anyway. Yeah, I don't know that I finished. Well, that wasn't really his work. Good grumbles from the grave. I'm not sure. I, finished that it was mostly his work it was his original a lot of it was his original work and i think his wife edited some of it yeah it's just a bunch of sayings and stuff like that things yeah. that he was no, but i wouldn't say that uh, starship troopers is his best by a long shot but it's uh, it's pretty good the, the problem is, is that by the time right. they're yeah i mean granted looking back at it a period of 50 years you know maybe it looks a little different but and it, it, and it was one of his and it was one of his books that were written for teenagers basically he did a lot of well, I yeah, can't remember, yeah, I can't remember the name of the. There's a specific term for young adult. For, for young adult, thank you. Yeah, he was. He did a lot of young adult books, and I, yeah. I actually enjoyed his actual adult books the more. So, really, yeah, well, I think the, the, that's the thing. I I read ninety eight percent of what I read of Heinlein before I was nine. So, <laughs> so you didn't read Stranger in a Strange Land then, or well, ninety percent. I no, I did. Yeah. I did. Oh, did you? But, oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, most of my Heinlein reading, well, seriously, it happened like before I was. Ten, maybe 10 or 11. I don't want to I was going to say the first Heinlein book I read was one of his young adult ones, Rocket Ship Galileo from oh, 1948. Yeah, that's I was going to say. And that's clearly aimed at the young male adult, you know, because it's it's a it's an adventure story to the moon basically. Yeah. And, you know, it's still good and readable as an adult. Oh, Except, I just I mean there's some factual yeah. things that I have problems with, but you know, ignore those. I I actually reread Methuselah's Children about a year ago and yeah. all his future history stuff i just and when i was a kid i'm like oh this is so good i don't know what it was about it it was just like the level he's of detail he's a great yeah he's a great writer he's he's one of my top three writers of all time i would say yeah. if not i would say probably if i had to pick one he might actually be number one yeah. i me. mean he's he's, he's mechanical his, yeah. his writing that he does regardless of what it's about is good yeah. And then he's got good stories that he applies that skill to. Yeah. And yeah, and he describes it in a way that's completely believable. Uh, you know, like the, the, oh yeah. I mean, the way he talks about um, Harriman who 
the man who yeah you know, found the, man the, who moon, sold the moon man who sold the moon yeah the found the moon colony <laughs> and all that and that's just like so good i don't know i just it's just delicious yeah, you know, I'm gonna. I think I've mentioned this author to you before, but if you like Heinlein, and for those reasons, you really ought to try reading H. Beam Piper, Space Viking, Little Fuzzy, um, uh, Cosmic uh, Computer. H. B. Viking, like the no H. B. <laughs> now I can't say it. <laughs> H. Beam Piper. A beam. Okay, and then Piper like. Like a Piper Cub. Yeah, just look for just look okay. for um, Little Fuzzy, and he he's the author of Little Fuzzy. Is that the one I should start with? Is Little Fuzzy? In my opinion, no. Okay. You should probably start with the Cosmic Computer. All right. And uh, is this uh, short stories, novels? Novels. Okay. Um, Lord Calvin of Otherwen is is probably my favorite of his. Um, that. I mean, he—he's yeah. one of the he. His personal story gets involuted, but basically, he died young, and he's one of those authors where you know he died just as he was becoming successful too, and he's one of those people who could have cranked out a lot of stories. He—he—he he, he was pretty much the one who invented the whole future history kind of thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. well, what, let's go back to Heinlein. What are your favorite Heinlein stories? Me, yeah. Moon is a harsh mis- Moon oh. is a harsh mistress is my favorite of all time. With Mike, that's yep. the, that's great. That's a great story. I think I think the favorite. My favorite is my, my favorite is a sentimental favorite. It's a really good story, but it's also the very first Heinlein book I read is, uh, oh God, the cat who walks through walls. Mm. Love that story. Yeah, that was the I first know, time. Stuff, that was the first time I'd seen it. That was his newer stuff, and he was getting yeah. a little involuted there. About of his newer stuff, the best I thought was Friday, and it, haha. Mm-hmm. And after that, it, no, it that's why like I that. chose that name. That's why I chose that nickname. Oh, okay. Is because that book was sitting on my desk the day that I started playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and it was probably but the I third like or Friday. fourth. That's that is, uh, that's argue. That's a great book. That's a great book. Yeah, and I name all my vehicles Dora. As well, from the number of the beast. See, I would go with Gay Deceiver, but okay. That's good, sure. Yeah, that's good too. So, anyway. Yes. <laughs> any ship that I name in any video game is always Dora. So, and <laughs> and anybody listening to this who hasn't read any Heinlein, first of all, go read some Heinlein because it's damn good. And I'm sorry. And then I apologize for you not getting any of these references. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll get but, the references when they do what they should and go read some Heinlein. That's right. Yeah, is is it was also kind of the first, you know, growing up in the middle of Iowa, it was the first time I'd really uh, been exposed to some of the ideas in his books, too, which Do are tell. fascinating. Well, okay, the, I can't remember the name of this one. It's a more obscure. It's like one of his very much later books, where a guy gets put into a woman's body and then he starts becoming a woman. Double star. Double star. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was like what. And now she's having sexual urges from it was just like, you know, I'd never even considered something like that at, at you know, whatever age I was in high school. Is that, right. is, oh, OK. I was going to say, is that related to Iowa or being seven? But, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was sort of wondering, too. I'm going, hmm. yeah, <laughs> well, I think you you're know. probably Iowa because I don't remember that being such a shocker <laughs> to me at a young age. It was, like, it was just like, whoa, what? <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, when I was reading it, it was more for comedy value than any kind of anything else. Yeah. And he had, a, you know, he had a very libertarian kind of point of view. <laughs> he oh. would, I wouldn't call it libertarian. Well, all right. What would you call it? Batshit anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I was trying to soften it a little bit, but <laughs> yeah, I had never been exposed to ideas like that either. And I didn't, I certainly don't agree with all of the ideas that he professes in his books. Like, well, the main problem with most of his ideas is they work great when you've got two people and one of them shoots the other one and then there's only one person. <laughs> yes. But, it, you know, it's, he's, he's like most libertarian slash anarchist, you know, theoreticians is they've apparently never tried to apply their theory to a classroom right. full of, you know, 12 year olds. Yeah, or or of human race. I mean, I, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, to be I think fair, to be fair, before most of his stuff fair. was before you came out with the thought, the idea that economics was not rational. He came from right. a time when everyone assumed that economics was purely rational, <laughs> right? And politics was purely rational. Yeah, which of course, but neither are true. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, and let's see what was the other, the other one was. Uh, yeah, I mean, just and then, but although, although I think on a personal level, a lot of his advice is pretty damn good. Oh, sure. Uh, for one, I mean, he was a, he yeah. was a na- naval officer and, a, and apparently a good one. You know, yeah. I mean, he obviously knows how to to adult. Yeah, but now for like speaking, just of, I wouldn't put him in charge of the country. That's for sure. No, I mean, scare the at, hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think if you look at Starship Troopers and say, okay, now you have to be in the military to vote, it's like. Okay, I can understand the logic of that to a certain point, but then you're also going to have a large part of the population who feels like they have no voice and they're going to rebel. And that's how, you know, people without voices get angry and do well, bad that's things. Not if you institute it over time, though. I don't well, think that's no, true. And Dave. that's the thing. I think he his presupposition, don't forget, was that anyone was entitled to be in the military. They'd sure. find yeah. something for you to do, yeah. even right. if you were completely, right. you know. So it wasn't really a disenfranchisement. It's just if you wanted to vote, you had to put in your time, which now, I can understand the attraction to it. I'm not sure it's workable, but I can understand the attraction to it. I, I agree with everything you just said. Yeah. I, I see the attraction. I'm not sure how workable it is either. And I don't know that we're ever going to be able to find out. I mean, <laughs> Israel has kind of instituted that with the universal draft, you know, so they unless, kinda... of course, you're religious, in which case you that's their big political hassle over there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. so in theory, everyone gets drafted in practice. A big chunk of the country doesn't get drafted and they sit mm-hmm. around in their funny hats while other people go out and <laughs> die for them. Please send your letters to Carney Hacker Shh. at Dedicated Nerds Podcast. <laughs> Uh, for our large Jewish listening audience, yeah. for our large Israeli audience. Rabbi Schwartz, I'm sorry, but we've had this discussion. <laughs> Actually, Rabbi Schwartz agreed with me. <laughs> All right. So that's cool. So I'm going to look for I'm looking forward to checking out some H beam Piper. Yeah. At least I'm... read this Wikipedia entry. OK, no, I will. I've got it written down on my piece of paper and I've got it written down in the show notes in case anybody wants to know how to spell it. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll post oh, I that. told you it was spelled right. Now you got me worried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick, <laughs> look it up. No, don't, don't. It's fine. Yeah, it's H. Beam Piper. I will, I will make sure it's spelled correctly before I publish the notes. So <laughs> yeah. if you're looking at this on your, in your, uh, podcast viewer of choice, you'll be in good shape. <clears throat> <laughs> so. 
<laughs> not gonna say it. <laughs> what? Uh, anything happen in space this week? Um, we, are, do we still have astronauts up on the International Space Station? That's as far as I know, um, the uh, SpaceX. Sometimes people? I do miss stuff, but uh, right now it seems to have been relatively quiet. We, I mean, there, there's various rumblings and stuff going on, but nothing I think that's really interesting. To but us. the SpaceX guys are supposed to be coming back soon, right? Uh, yeah, um, I forgot the date that they were aiming for, but I'm not sure it's set in stone yet because they're they're looking at the, you know two-week weather forecast and probably going, eek! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's too humid. We're going to wait until September. <laughs> that's, that's how they talk. Apparently they talk like Marvin the Martian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a topic. <laughs> I love Martian. I love Marvin the Marvin Martian. Marvin the Martian? Oh, he's great. I even got Roberta a Marvin the Martian t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was something like, halt earthling! <laughs> Only reason I didn't get it was they didn't have one in my size. Oh, I was so sad. Oh, that is sad. But now we're going to talk about happy things. What's been good this fortnight? Hey, guys, what's been good this fortnight for you? Carney, uh, I'm not going to start with you because Dave has already <laughs> advertised. You want happy? Don't come to me. <laughs> what? Dave, what has been good for you this fortnight? Yeah, well, I, I think you should be careful not to build it up too much. I'm sticking, <laughs> I'm sticking with a, a, a theme that's going to be probably going on for a while, but uh, just the amazing, uh, this, this, this week the garden is producing amazing cucumbers, and you just can't buy that stuff at the store. So I don't think that's a bad thing at all. That's wonderful. What's, uh, yeah. what's, all right, so tell me, what's, what's so great about your cucumbers? Well, I, how often do you buy cucumbers at a grocery store? I don't ever, but my Frequently. wife my wife came home with some t- today. Okay, so seems like a great deal of the ones that are priced in the reasonable range, you know, have a large amount of bitterness to them. Okay, so and these are these do not these do not they're not bitter. now now that doesn't no that's not an artifact of homegrown versus not because we've had bitter ones here, but this year. Uh, they are just the right size. They are very awesome flavor and pretty darn productive for uh, you know, 98 degrees in Texas. So, zucchini productive or just <laughs> just right productive? <laughs> um, well, I think I think we have four plants out there producing, and I think my wife brings in maybe three cucumbers a day a day which doesn't sound like much until like four wow days in that's a row. that's a lot <laughs> yeah it's kind of like chickens if you if you have chickens and they only make three eggs a day that's no that's that's couldn't be that big of a problem until you go two days without eating eggs and you got a half a dozen that you haven't touched <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eating eggs becomes daily shore <laughs> yeah so i mean it's I'm so so eat. a cucumber plant will just is it a it's a vine right it is. We have a big old trellis on the side of the garage. So they have something to crawl up. And, and they'll just keep growing, right? I mean, they'll just, is it like, I mean, you can just literally, it's not like a corn plant where it's like you get one, maybe two ears of corn per plant. No, this can just keep dr- going. It's not that dramatic, no, but it's, there is a limit. And, and well, you know, I don't know how much of it is the fact that, you know, it just typically by July, well, by now it's typically shut down because they are really impacted by three you know three digit temperatures but um as an adult i haven't tried growing them in a good climate so it doesn't don't 
aren't they also bush cucumbers? They're not all vines, I don't think. Uh, the only ones that I've been uh, associated with were vines. That doesn't. Oh, I'm sure that there's other options. <laughs> Sounds like a good band name, Bush Cucumbers. Oh, I thought there was. I thought you were saying a good name would be there are other options. That too. <laughs> hmm, that's very. That's a very good name. <laughs> there are other. I'm not sure that'd be a very marketable name. It might give people the wrong idea. Like, all right. Yeah, you know what? You're right. There are other bands. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> well, you'd, Moving you'd on. have to, you know, you'd have to use that name only if you were really darn good. Yeah, yeah. You'd have to have a pretty good opinion of yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Carney, do you want me to go for it next, or do you want to go next? I want you to go next because <laughs> you want us to be happy and, you know, okay, smiley faced. Hold on. Are we going to end on a Carney note? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. So get get a backup in your pocket, Dave, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm gonna. We discovered a new show on uh, a new television show on the Netflix uh, called The Order, which is a horror drama supernatural. <laughs> it's not that horrible, but it's it's actually very similar to The Magicians. If anybody uh, likes The Magicians, um, yeah, I I watched first season of that. First that season of that one, it. yeah. Second season, it got a lot better. Magicians got a lot better. But anyway, The Order's good. It's uh, it's about you know, it's kind of. It's uh, actually very similar to The Magicians. It's about a bunch of magic people at college, and but it's it's got some good twists, and it's not quite as it's not quite as wacky as The Magicians. It's more kind of grounded, and ah, it's really good. I liked it. Okay. So, if, if you guys got Netflix, and it's got uh, Matt Frewer in it too, so means was, nothing to me. Uh, it's uh, he played uh, Max Headroom back in the eighties. Okay, that's a big minus. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> so, Carney, let's hear your positive what's been good this week. I don't have positive. It's still oh. raining, and I want them to come cut down my tree. <laughs> I see. All the radioactive fallout is being washed out of his atmosphere. That's the good news for him. <laughs> yeah, right into my gutters, which are glowing in the dark. Wow. We started with Carney's bitch corner, <laughs> and now we're Carney's terrible tree corner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Terrible tree. I like that. Oh, what? I, 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 Very I, should, I, I really should squeeze my gutters in here. I have brand new gutters as of this week, too. So oh, I, good. Now, it's, now when it, rain, it, it rained, and I, I think that the roof and gutters are probably, when they're installed, they're covered with lots of toxic substances. Mm-hmm. And now so, it's all in your cucumbers. So now it's all in our, <laughs> all in our yard. All right, don't get too negative because we're wrapping this thing up. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Do your cucumbers glow in the dark. This has been Dedicated Nerds. We are at Dedicated Nerds on Twitter. Send us email, dedicatednerds at gmail.com. Visit us at dedicatednerds.net. Good night, Carney. You can't Carney. make us be quiet, you know. Good night, Carney. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Dave. Good night. I am now going to stop the recording. That'll stop you. <laughs>